Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Welcome along to some bonus coverage. Uh, we always like to give you a little bit more than advertised. No sniggering at the back there. Uh, IMSA Radio on the streets of Long Beach this weekend for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship at the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America for 2023. Uh, it's John Hindorf in the Global Broadcast Centre. Jeremy Shaw with a bit of luck and a fair win might join me in a little while. A little bit of traffic uh, delaying uh, JS's progress today. Uh, so coming up, as I mentioned, a little bit of bonus coverage. We weren't uh, expecting to be able to do this, but thanks to the hard work of everyone up in Charlotte for NASCAR Productions, Jim Napti, and the rest of the audio team, uh, and, of course, Roger and Keith uh, in the truck here on the streets of Long Beach, we have been able to put all of this together for you. So we'll be able to bring you an hour and 45 minutes of second free practice. And it's all live here on IMSA Radio. The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. So it's been a little bit overcast this morning, relatively uh, pleasant as we move into the early afternoon. Uh, On track, uh, a toasty 99 Fahrenheit, uh, and if you prefer that, that is uh, 37 Celsius, 18 Celsius in the air, 64 Fahrenheit. Not much wind to talk about. We've just had the stadium trucks, so one or two bits of clearing up and moving of the uh, moving of the ramps to get done and we've just got the safety vehicles around the circuit at the moment to make sure everything is okay uh, in terms of what happened this morning uh, you will be uh, not surprised to know that we did have one or two little incident ets uh, Misha Goikberg in the Lamborghini number 78 went off into the runoff in turn one. We had a problem for the BMW GTP car, the number 25 car out of turn six. A couple of issues for the Inception McLaren as well. Uh, it was facing the wrong way at one stage at turn five uh, and then had some other issues at turn nine as well. As far as the timings were concerned, uh, well, uh, sitting on top uh, of the timing and scoring, uh, it will not surprise you to know it was a GTP car. 
and it was the Conica Minolta Acura ERO6 of Ricky Taylor and Philippe Albuquerque, the number 10 car, ahead of its uh, sister car for the MSR with Curb Agajanian team, the number 60. Then the two Porsche Penske Motorsports. We've just gone green, by the way. You can probably hear the cars just uh, popping out down the very long pit lane exit. You have to be careful not to cut the end of the pit lane as you come out and filter into what is effectively the turn in to turn one. Um, let me quickly run through who else was out there. BMW number 24 in fifth position. Then the Wheel and Engineering Cadillac fresh from their win at Sebring. Number 31 car. Cadillac uh, 01. Cadillac Racing 01 in seventh position. Then the 25. And then we're into the two GTD classes. No P2s or P3s here. It's the GT3s, the GTDs. And. That was headed by Roskun and uh, Alex Riveras, the Hartner Racing Team for Aston Martin in the 23 car. Then the Lexus of Jack Hawks with the Ben Barnick at the number 14. 92, Alex Udell and Jerome Blakemore and Kelly Moss with Riley's Porsche. That's the new 992 car, first time on the streets here. Then the Chevy Corvette of Tonio Garcia and Jordan Taylor. Uh, and you will notice that for those of you who follow this series regularly, this is a mix of GTD Pro and GTD. Misha Goitberg in the Fortnier Racing USRT Lamborghini with uh, Loris Spinelli in the 78 car. That was the car that was down in the runoff of Turn 1. Then Paul Miller Racing GTD with Madison Snow and Brian Sellers. Again, class winners from Sebring. Then Brynjolfsson and Hindman for Wright Motorsports for the Porsche in 15th position. So this the hour and 42 minutes, uh, hour and 45 minutes session, uh, which is split out. So we'll only see part of the field to start with here. And expect to see any of the GTPs in this first 15 minutes. Going down towards the first corner now. Rexy, the EO Porsche, the number 80. That currently in the hands of Seb Frio. It's the bright green car with the T-Rex livery on it. Busy weekend for AO. And indeed a number of teams actually splitting their focus between here on the streets of Long Beach and Portimao in the autodrome of the Algarve for round two of the FIA World Endurance Championship, which is with us, of course, at Sebring. And uh, with their regular drivers here, uh, that means that uh, the EO squad has been bolstered by a couple of locals down in Portugal. We'll have full coverage of that for you over on RadioLamont.com. Uh, RS1 and there's no overlap so you don't have to miss anything this weekend which is phenomenal qualifying for you straight after the Nürburgring uh, third round the NLS 3 and it's a very busy endurance weekend across the continent but somehow it manages not to run into each other so between 
me and Jeremy, along with uh, Johnny Palmer and Peter Mackay. We've got you covered this weekend in various parts of the world. If you go to radiolamont.com and scroll down the bottom, all three channels uh, will be shown on them. Quite a lot of InVision as well for you this weekend from here at Long Beach with World Sports Car, uh, WeatherTech Sports Car Championship rather, and with uh, Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America, Nürburgring Saturday, qualifying for WEC straight after the Nürburgring, four hours on Saturday afternoon, European time. And then Sunday, a mix of WEC from Portimao, the six hours, and the second race of the weekend for Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup, North America from here. So it's all a bit busy. Race for the WeatherTech Saturday, late afternoon Pacific daylight time uh, which will take you into the late evening early morning of Saturday into Sunday if you're in Europe but all of the times as I say on the website and they're auto correct for you to your browser time Seb Prio quickest at the moment for Porsche and the AO racing car 121.6 now the GT3 lap record around here is an 18.6 with um, an AMG back in uh, 2022. Not from this series, I have to say, so a different tyre manufacturer. It's Raffaele Marchiello behind the wheel there. The old GTE lap record was 117.2. Ollie Gavin in a Corvette a couple of three years ago. This 1.968 mile circuit with a little bit of everything. And if you are just joining us, welcome along. Good to have your company. It's John Hindoff in the Global Broadcast Centre. Coming through the final corner on the front straight, Russell Ward for Winwood Racing. The blue and black number 57. Let's uh, take a little bit of a lap with him. We'll talk you around it. You can hear the engine in the background. So down East Shoreline Drive, across the start-finish straight, down towards the first corner, where you turn left into Aquarium Way, pick your braking point, take the kerb on the inside, then towards the fountain, and then right and right onto, back onto West Shoreline, turn five, meantime, a little bit further back, on the circuit, or if you prefer, further forward, I suppose, it depends which way you look at it, East Seaside, Turning right through turn 9, 10 and 11 to the final corner is the red number 93. And that is the partial season entry for Rick Ware Racing and the NSX. As Mario Farnbacher goes to the top in that Racers Edge motorsport car, sorry, the Racers Edge car. Acura NSX GT3, formerly the Rick Ware Racing Machine. And that car only doing the short races this year. This is, however, a full-point scoring round of the overall championship, as well as 
the Sprint Cup. Separate Prio, not liking the fact that Mario had pipped him, goes back to the top with a 119.701. And now a 119.394 for Prio, puts him back on the top. Frankie Monty Calvo into second position, make that third now. So Monte Calvo with the Lexus number 12 for the 19.6, but with a 19.2, Marco Sorensen for the Aston Martin Hartner Racing Team is the best time out there at the moment. 28 cars this weekend, of which 15 are GTDs, and that's what's out at the moment as the non-pro class. GTD, you have to have a non-pro driver. GTD Pro, well, the choice is yours at that point. There are some significant differences as well in drive time between those two categories. We'll get into that later on in the weekend. But suffice to say that in the pro categories, GTP and GTD Pro, not seen those yet in this session. It is only five minutes minimum drive time. So, 10 minutes in, and here's how they stand. Racer's Edge back to the top with the Acura. Mario Farnbacher with a 19.2, also on a 19.2. A mere 0.035 of a second, Marco Sorensen for Heart of Racing, Aston Martin, 93 from 12. And in fact, as I say that, it's now 27 from 93 from 12, from Frankie Manning Calvo in third position. So. Mark went back to the top, let them settle down a little bit after these uh, first few laps when clearly the drivers in the car are trying to extract performance. Have full live coverage of qualifying for you later on and that's in sound as well as vision. So whether you're here in the US or further afield, Trackside, you can tell your friends they can tune in via IMSA TV or IMSAradio.com and click the menu on the top left for live video. No blocks or brakes on qualifying. That's the same for every round this year of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Uh, at IMSA Radio, by the way, if you'd like to get in touch with us here in Global Broadcast Centre. Dare I do a rundown? Let's let another couple of cars go through. Frankie Monte Calvo back to the top. Marcus Sorensen's come into the pit lane for Aston Martin, so maybe just seeing the first runs being completed with a brand new set of Michelin rubber. So let's take a VP Racing in session update. So VP Racing's in session update. Frankie Monte Calvo for Vasa Sullivan in the Lexus, the yellow and black number 12 car. He's top of the pile with an 18.7. 18.9 for the now in the pits, Marcus Sorensen, and the black and blue heart of racing, 
Aston Martin, number 27. Seven free off for Eel Racing, the bright green Porsche, number 80 in third. And those three are separated by all of nothing at all because Seb Prio and Marco Sorensen have exactly the same time. As Sorensen comes back out again. Fourth position for Racers Edge Acura, so four different cars in the top four. Make that five different manufacturers. Inception Racing, Brendan Areeb in fifth place in the number 70. That's a good run for Brendan with a 19.4. Loris Spinelli has a Lamborghini. Oh, that's six different manufacturers in the top six. Separated by under a second. It's the Fortnite racing car, number 78. Then Alan Brynjolfsson for the second Porsche, just breaking the spell there. But then in eighth, it's Mike Skeen for AMG Mercedes. So seven cars in the top eight. Sheena Monk for Gradient Racing in ninth. And the top ten made up by the BMW of Patrick Gallagher. Pat in the 96 car, 1.3 seconds separating the top ten. And what was that? Eight different manufacturers, I think, in the top ten there as we went through our VP racing in session update. Coming down to the end of the first 15 minutes. So we'll see the pro cars joining in in a little while. The idea behind this is that some of the less experienced drivers get a little bit of a go on the track on their own before we introduce the Pro GT cars and, of course, the monsters that are the thoroughbred bespoke racing cars of GTP. Great to have GTPs back on the streets of Long Beach. setting lap records this weekend for GTP of course down to turn one the green and white number 66 of Sheena Monk heads into the fountain and the JG went with number 66 gradient racing at your NSX that's a full season car and her teammate Catherine Legg recently announced has making attempt to qualify and race at the Indy 500 this year, going back to her open wheel routes. So still, well, in fact, new to the top with an 18.6, Frank Monicalvo, well done, Frankie. The Lexus, number 12, and he pits Spinelli to second in the Lamborghini Huracan, number 78, Fortnite Racing. Then Seb Prio in the Porsche, then the Aston of Heart of Racing, then Mario Farmbacker for Acura, then McLaren and Brendan Areeb, and those last two in the pit, so six different cars still in the top ten. Ninety-one, Alan Metney just coming to complete his lap. Kelly Moss with Riley Porsche, that's the dark grey car. And we're starting to see the rest of the 28 car WeatherTech Sports Car Championship field heading out right now. By the way, if you want to follow along, livetiming.alchemelsystems.com slash IMSA. Bit of a mouthful, I know, but get the same in 
information as I'm getting here in the booth. So that's the first stanza, if you will. The opportunity for the GTD cars, the cars with the green number panels, to be out there on their own. And now we get the pro cars coming in. And it's an all skate for the middle hour and 15 of this session. And then the pro cars only at the end. Just after one o'clock. Pacific. Brightening up nicely in the air, 17 Celsius, or if you prefer, 63 Fahrenheit. However, the Michelin tyres are having to deal with a 38 Celsius, 100 degree Fahrenheit track at the moment. Sun at its height. And the early morning cloud having burned off. There's one or two bits and pieces out towards the seaside but generally speaking it's very pleasant indeed hello to you if you're just joining us on IMSA radio John Hindorf with you in the booth and all of a sudden from just having the GTDs we've got 24 cars out on the track from the 28 that we're expecting to see and my graphic of what our colleague Brian Till likes to call the dancing ants. It's like somebody swilling around a packet of M&Ms in a Super Bowl. So we're seeing the GTPs on the streets of Long Beach for the first time in the new era. Let's pick a few out for you and let you know who's driving them, shall we? So Porsche number six coming down to the end of East Seaside we're turning through 9, 10 and 11 towards the end of the lap this is the white and red number 6 with the white pinstripes and the white swoosh down the side now that is being driven by Englishman Nick Tandy onto the front straight the distinctive Porsche Penske 963 heading down towards turn 1 at the moment BMWs are out as well and your driver's there number 24 is Augusto Farfus and Nick Yellerly is in the 25 of the two BMW M hybrid V8s one with the blue on the front, one with the red on the front who else have we got? Renke van der Zander for Cadillac 01 Ricky Taylor for the blue and black Cadillac, excuse me, blue and black number 10 it's the Acura, and Pipo Durrani in the red white wheel and engineering with the grey hindquarters it's the number 31 Cadillac to the top with a 117.9 that is it all of these are going to be new bests for GTP as we've not seen them running here Matt Campbell immediately usurps that with a 17-4. DPI were down in the 60 
72nd mark. It's uh, Sebastian Bourdais who set the lap record in the race here in 2022 with a 110.317 for the 1.968 miles. And whether we'll get down to that in this session or indeed even in qualifying of the race, I'm not entirely sure. But the DP, the new GTPs have, generally speaking, at the tracks that we've seen them testing and indeed racing on, been very close, even in their early stages of development in terms of speed, to what we saw from the DPIs at the end of, what, six seasons of constant development. Danny Junkadella coming through to the end of the lap in the number 79 after a couple of laps. This is the WeatherTech white, red and blue AMG. Crosses the line and goes to the top of GTD Pro. He puts him about halfway up the GTD field though. And in fact, as I say that, Jack Holtzworth follows him through and goes a little quicker in the number 14, Vassar Sullivan, their pro car. People to Rani's getting a bit of a wiggle on, a 114-0 from Tirani. It's getting more down to business. Just for a bit of a comparison, if to go back to 2008 for an LMP2 lap record, there were very different LMP2s, but there's a reason for me mentioning this lap time. Pat Long has the lap record set in the race in 2008, as all lap records have to be, of course. A 1 minute 12.3. Now, I'm mentioning that because that was the Porsche Spider run by Penske. And, in fact, the engine that was behind Pat Long back in 2008 has been developed, enlarged and turbocharged, and that is what powers the new 963. So very interested to see how that motive power unit performs on the streets of Long Beach this weekend. Colin Brown's just set a new best for the number 60 Acura, 112.850. Time's coming down very quickly indeed. Mix of rubber this weekend, of course, with IndyCar and the stadium trucks with us as well here at Long Beach. All Michelin in the categories here for the IMSA races. Porsche Deluxe, Carrera Cup, North America, and all three categories here running on Michelin rubber. Oh, hello, 111.8. Uh, that's a big improvement on everyone else. For the Konica Minolta Acura of Ricky Taylor, the number 10, black and blue car. So the GTP drivers and teams have all cycled to the front and the top eight are the GTPs. Vassar Sullivan lead GTD and a problem for the Liquid Molly Turner BMW, Pat Gallagher, number 96. That car facing in the wrong direction. In fact, he's just run on at turn six at the end of West Shoreline Drive as you turn onto South Pine. But no harm, no foul for that exceptionally pretty red, white, blue liquid molly car. 
probably just missed his breaking point. He was in close running with Aaron Tealitz on an outlap, and Aaron was trying to keep out of his way. But I just wonder if that slightly confused Pat Gallagher. But he managed not to hit anything and to find reverse. No, not necessarily an easy thing in a race car. He's heading into the pits right now. Pat Gallagher, that is. 96, one of the normal BMW Turner numbers. GTD, so that has the green end plates to the rear wing, the green mirrors, the green edges to the shade band on the windscreen, and those green number panels. Pat Gallagher looks like he's getting out of that car. Yes, he is. Just trying to find where the second BMW is. There it is, the Turner Motorsport number 97. Now, that's not one of their normal numbers, bit of a story there, same two drivers that we've seen in the early part of the season in that Turner number 97 BMW, Bill Oberlin and Chandler Hull, Chandler by the way no experience of the streets here, so Bill will be dialing that car in for him before he gives him a go. And they have been entered in the early part of the season in GTD Pro here, they are in GTD, and you can't take the car number between classes. Oh, problem down at turn one for one of the RLL BMWs. And that's number 24 of Augusto Farfus. Now, his team car ran on there this morning in free practice one at the overshoot area for turn one. He's done the same thing, but again, no issues. That's the car with the blue and white on the front. 25 has a little more red around the nostrils of that BMW. I'm presuming he just missed his braking point. Yes, he did. The number 66 gradient car just coming out of the pits for Catherine Legg there, getting a grandstand view of the team RLL BMW. Going a little bit too hot into turn one. BMW M Hybrid V8. No harm, no foul. I don't even think Augusto locked his wheels up, if I'm honest, in that number 24 car. What a livery that is, by the way, with the big BMW M, if you look carefully on the centre fin there. I've said this before, but you cannot make a car or a motorcycle worse by putting the BMW Motorsport or Motorrad stripes on it. They look absolutely fantastic. New fastest time. Two, in fact, have come in in quick succession. A 111.828 and a 111.851 for, respectively, the Acuras of Colin Brown and Ricky Taylor. So 60 and 10 now, with a half a second gap back to the red and white Cadillac of Wheel and Engineering and Pipo Durrani, who's been in since he was allowed out. So how long ago was that? 15 minutes or thereabouts. Jack Hawksmith goes to the top of GTD Pro. 
in the Vassa Sullivan Lexus. And that means that the, lap, the 12 and the 14 car, the 12 is in GTD, the 14 with the red number plates, wing end plates, mirrors, etc., is in the pro, and they're separated by 0.002 of a second in the favour of Aaron Tielitz in the GTD car. So Vassa Sullivan providing two very quick Lexus RCF GT3s. The new Lexus has been spotted out testing in Japan, as yet unnamed. Possibly see that car in Europe and the States towards the end of this year, with the potential of it competing either in 24 or 25, depending presumably how the development goes on that car. At IMSA Radio, if you'd like to get in touch with us. It's bonus coverage from IMSA. And the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. John Hindhoff in the Global Broadcast Centre. Top three in the pit lane at the moment. Colin Brown, Ricky Taylor, people, Durrani, two Acuras and a Cadillac at the top separated by half a second. This boards well, doesn't it, for qualifying later on today. Then it's the two BMWs, Nick Yellowly out in the 25 and Augusto Farfus just going back out, coming around the final corner and in fact coming into the pits. The gold front at 0-1 of Renga von der Zander. looks to me as if the GTP cars are all coming in for driver changes at the moment. They've done about 15 minutes in their opening run. It's that very distinctive gold front end fading into the dark rear at the rear. All of the Cadillacs, both the two Chip Ganassi 01 and 02 and the Action Express run wheel and engineering car, all with the same concept in terms of their livery it's a gold front end for the 01 blue front end for the 02 and a red and white front section for the wheel and number 31 car let's check in with some of the GTs number 77 Trent Hinman now behind the wheel of the right motorsports bright yellow with black and orange Porsche, the Volt car, through the bump down at turn six as he heads down through turn eight and on the east seaside already coming to turn nine. A little bit of traffic ahead in the shape of a similarly bright yellow Chevy Corvette. Chevy's new GT3 car in the midst of testing at Sebring after the Mobile One 12 hours. Ford was out there as well with the new Ford Mustang GT3. Just a little reminder that that Corvette is not the GT3 car. That's a development of their GT Le Mans car, which is in fact racing this weekend in its full GT LM spec, or GTE as the FIA WEC call it, at Portimao. 
the other manufacturers allowing Corvette a waiver to run the GT Le Mans car with some changes and with some balance of performance of course allowing them to run it whilst the new GT3 car is being developed Hinban then down to turn a bit of a bump there that seems to be worse than I remember it in years gone by through turn eight as you turn from South Pine on the East Seaside. Now I wonder if having done a quick blast around early on in the first 15 minutes or so, we're now going to settle in to gathering some data for fuel burn and tyre wear. Just on an hour and 12 minutes still to go. Coming up to 20 minutes past one o'clock in the afternoon. Wherever you're joining us in the world, hello. Bonus coverage, IMSA Radio, with the action from the streets of Long Beach. What is it? Coming up at 20 past nine in the UK, 20 past 10 on a Friday night in Europe. If you're joining us, thank you. of the GTPs in the pit lane and as I say that Colin Brown takes the number 60 Acura back out again it's still the two Lexus in 9th and 10th respectively leading GTD and GTD Pro 12 and 14 Yes, Mark was Sorensen last time around, put an 18-6 in. That was his best in the heart of racing, Aston number 27. Jordan Taylor improves for Corvette Racing with an 18-8. So that means our top four in GTD, two crews and two arms, separated by about a tenth of a second. Close enough. Jeremy will be enjoying that. And by the way, when we qualify and set the grid, the GTP cars will go at the front, uh, whatever time then they put in. So if they do have an absolute nightmare in qualifying, they will all start at the front, those top eight cars. But after that, GTD and GTD Pro, whilst there are two separate pull positions, they will start in time order. So it won't be GTD Pro first, if it, as it was now, we would have a GTD car on, on the inside pole and on the outside pole, but in pole position in their class, would be a GTD Pro car. And then exactly the same for Rule 2, then three GTD cars, then a GTD Pro car. So they would be mixed up when we come to start, if that's how things look at the end of qualifying this afternoon. And it's the usual excitement of quick-fire qualifying this afternoon as well. Just seen a penalty, a couple of penalties for pink exit violations, both on the number 93 car, actually. The Racers Edge Motorsport red accurate and another one in fact for that car 
now. Who's behind the wheel of that at the moment? It's Ashton Harrison. Now, Ashton is crossing the pit blend line before turning into turn one. Oops, a little bit of a problem for caught off AMG. The 32 car. Mike Skeen making an unusual mistake on the brake pedal. Just running long into turn number six. West Shoreline into Pine. Just go back to Ashton Harrison there in that number 93. When you come to turn one, you are not allowed to cross the blend line on your right-hand side with your Michelin tyres. In the same way that you must stay to the right-hand side of it when you're coming out of the pit lane all the way to the end. Well, absolutely the same. If you are on the track, heading towards turn one, you're not allowed to put your right-hand side Michelins in, so you must stay at the left. And Ashton, um, three times now, has been across that line enough to invalidate her lap. And that will be being watched by race control. In the race, in qualifying, you would lose your lap immediately. Uh, in the race, it counts as track limits and it, it will be being looked at. Fred Shandoff just done his best with a 118.8 in the number 70 Inception McLaren. That car facing backwards earlier on today, down at turn five. Clearly, actually, it stuttered to a halt as well and stopped the session with a red flag. But uh, clearly, that car restored to full health. Turning on the pine now and dropping over the top of the brown, that resurfaced part of the circuit before turning right into turn eight. Ooh, rear wheels coming off the ground there on that bump, so that is worse than I remember it. Heard the revs rise there, rise there on that number 70 at McLaren. The 720 GT3. So clearly that is upsetting these GT cars into the pits for Fred. So he completes his run. Improvement last time around for Renga von der Zander in the 0-1. That's the gold-fronted Cadillac on 12-9. And still more cars out than in, if that makes sense terms of uh, who's out there on the track at the moment. There are seven cars in the pits. Ricky Taylor's just gone quickest again at 111.505. Stretched his lead over the other Acura from 0 0.002 to 0 0.004 of a second. So doubled his advantage there. That's two blinks of an eye rather than one for Ricky Taylor. The two Acura ARX06s very closely matched. Very close to one. The exit of turn eight as well for the very attractive chrome blue and gloss black Coddington and Alta machine as that car comes through. 9, 10 and 11 traffic ahead with the pro version of the 
Yeah, check that, the AM version of the Vassa Sullivan RCF. Now with a bit of a gap in front of him, Ricky Taylor sets off on another lap down towards turn one. Riding the kerbs nicely now into the fountain area. Tricky section through turn four and you can't take too much of the kerbs at turn five either. That's another one that's being looked at. Yeah, nice application of the throttle there by Ricky as he heads down towards turn six. Get your braking right, aim for the wall. Now this turn eight, let's have a listen to this in the prototype. Well, interesting, I think he took more kerb towards the apex of turn eight there and sort of straddled the red and white kerbing that's on the right-hand side. And I think he missed the worst of the bumps there. That's really interesting that the, what you would expect, the, the higher strung, more stiffly suspended prototype actually ruled that corner better. And that's another quick lap. And that's another quick lap when he didn't have it completely clear coming onto the front straight either. As he came onto shoreline, he had two cars to pass to 1.11.2 now. So he's pulled out two tenths of a second on Colin Brown and Pete Durrani and Nick Yellowley, all who are in the pits. The two Porsches at the moment are the ones with a little bit of catching up to do. Acura, Acura, Cadillac, BMW, Cadillac, BMW. And then the two Porsches, both over two seconds away from the best time that's just been set by Ricky Taylor. Roger Penske will not like that. Tim, Tim Sindrick. Is it about speed right now? You could argue that it, it isn't, but qualifying here is super important. Being such a short race and such a short circuit, you do not want to be in the middle of potentially where all the action could be. Look what happened at Sebring in traffic. Top three taken out with under an hour to go. A lot of broken carbon fibre. Renga van der Zander now negotiating the turn eight curb and bump. Didn't get anywhere near as close to the wall on the exit as Ricky Taylor did on his fast lap. Renga in fifth position. Affable man from the Netherlands just weaving around a little bit to try and clean his tyres. Maybe been off onto the dirtier parts of the track. He's got the number six Porsche behind him. I think that is the number six with the white one. Yes, it is. Nick Tandy. It's their head onto the front straight. Very distinctive front lightning signature from the Porsche that echoes the four running lights in most of their street cars nowadays. Down towards turn one. Tandy, if anything, looks like he had a better run down the front straight. Let's see if Nick can do anything. He sits in eight of eight cars. Spin by Inception, McLaren. And that was uh, coming out of turn five. Brendan Areeb, very fortunate not to hit anything there. Seldom do you get away with that in virtual reality or real life. The red and grey 
that long tail McLaren. Very evocative of the old Lark colour scheme for those that have a long memory or are just old like I am. Yep, too much kerb on turn five. Just unsettled the car when he wanted to go for some throttle. Brendan not panicking though, got on the brake, stopped the car without. Actually, how, oh no, he just tagged the wall with the right rear. Might have knocked the rear bodywork a tiny bit. May have just cracked the rear light lens. Did that once with a GT2 Viper. That Paul Ricard coming out as you can. Long story. Won't bore you with it now. Brendan continues. He's back to the scene of the crime at turn five. Well, he took the same line, but he didn't go to the throttle as early. So he's, he's learned. Well done. Oh, and right in front of him. Somebody went long there. And that's one of the Porsches. It's the number six car. It's Nick Dandy. 963. Almost the Salzburg look of that car. Now, I wonder if that car's got a reverse gear or whether they use the electric motor to pull the car backwards. But it's worked. Tandy rejoins. Was he on a quick lap? Oof. Just got the back end starting to bounce around there. That car does not look happy here on the streets of Long Beach. Neither of the Porsches really competitive at the moment. As I say that, Matt Campbell jumps up to fourth position with a 112.4. So halving the deficit to Ricky Taylor, who's just pitted in the chrome blue and black Conic and Minolta Acura. So the best is still a 111.2 for Taylor. The second of the Acura is the 60 car, a 111.5, 112.3 for Pete Durani and the best of the Cadillacs, number 31, Whelan Cup. Then the Porsche and Matt Campbell who pits on a 112.4, 112.7 for the first of the BMWs. That's the 25 of Nick Yellowly. And splitting the two BMW M-Team RLL hybrid V8s is Cadillac and the 0-1, the gold-fronted car of Renga van der Zander. Their team car, of course, on WEC duty in Portimao this weekend. Trap they've not been to. And again a BMW down the escape road. This time it's the 25. So we've had both BMWs down there this time. Around, this time. And that's the second trip down there. Also went off a turn six, the number 25 earlier on. And just goes a little longer than Augusto Farfas did earlier on. So there's now two sets of Michelin tyre marks where there's been the flick turns. One by Farfas in the 24. And that one in the number 25 of Nick Yellowley. No doubting that that's a BMW when you look at the front of that car, is it? That is the philosophy behind these GTP cars that the manufacturers impart a little bit of 
their streetcar personality in terms of the styling cues onto these GTPs. Purpose-built chassis on these GTPs, LMDH. The idea was they were meant to be built on LMP2s, the new generation LMP2, but they haven't happened yet. So effectively, these cars are all purpose-built racing cars. Some standard parts in the hybrid drivetrain. As Colin Brown goes back to the top with a 1.11.0. The two Acuras looking very good in what is their home Grand Prix, of course. Just a little note about those uh, GTPs. The Porsches are a multi-matic designed and developed chassis. The BMW and the Cadillac share a Delara centre section, a spine, if you will. So, under an hour to go, and a new fastest time for one Acura in GTD, and that is Mario Farnbacher as the number 60 of Colin Brown, having just set the Fastest time has run on at turn one in the white, pink and blue, number 60. Check that, that was turn six. My apologies. One escape road looks very much like another from up above. He knew where he was. He was on a decent lap again as well, having just set the fastest lap of the session with a 1.11.0. Not the first person to turn in offshore line on the pine and get part of the way around the corner and realise that he wasn't going to make it and therefore discretion taking over and taking to the escape road and effectively turning right there when he was really wanting to be turning left. The braking systems on these GTP cars, very sophisticated with uh, friction brakes on the front and the rear. However, an awful lot of the braking on the rear of the car is done by what's called brake-by-wire and the electric motor doing the retardation by harvesting some of the energy out of the car. But the problem is getting the balance of that is really difficult and uh, a work of programming genius to be honest all the teams are allowed to use their own software within the spec hybrid system the problems arise when your battery is actually full and you go to the pedal and there's nowhere to put the hybrid or the recovered energy tends to change just a little bit the brake bias That could cause either lock-ups at the front or just those run-ons. Like a turn one, which is what the number zero one has just done. Renke van der Zander has gone deeper than most people in the gold-fronted car. It's almost got down to the tyre chicane. Actually, no, that's not turn one, is it? 
That's going to be uh, turn nine at the end of Seaside. Yep. Well, that was one of those lockups that I was just talking about. Looked like the front brakes just nipped up on him. Now, we're still under green flag. Not sure the engine, the big V8, is still rumbling away for Renga there. Now, can he get that car moving under hybrid power? Or will we have to see an intervention of a safety car? Actually, we'll just see a red flag if that's the case. It's parked quite neatly underneath one of the camera towers. Wait, give this a moment, because uh, I think a red flag is coming. Yes, it is. There it is. The red flag is out for recovery of Colin Brown. I'm slightly annoy people. Durrani, who was on a quick lap, was quickest through of, uh, of his laps through turn one. Nick Yellowly, uh, sector one, should I say? Nick Yellowly, the same. Well, with. 51 and a half minutes still to go. Let's give you, with the red flag out, a VP racing in session update. We'll start in the GT categories where there has been a change. As you heard, Mario Farnbacher in the number 93 Racers Edge Motorsport Acura ahead of the pack now. RT Lits for Lexus in second. So that's two GTD cars, 93 and 12 with a 1.18.5 and a 1.18.6. Also on an 18.6, the best of the GTD pros, Ben Barnicut, Vavasa Sullivan in the 14 Lexus. No reason, by the way, that the, the AM cars can't be as quick as the pros. There's no difference in the specification on the BOP of the GTs. The GTD pro and AM run to the same BOP, manufacturer to manufacturer. Uh, then it's Roman D'Angelis for a Heart of Racing Aston in the 27. Jordan Taylor for Corvette. Another one of the GTD Pro cars is next up. Effectively, what's that? Fifth in GT and the top sixth in GT made up by another GTD car, Misha Goikberg for Forte Racing and their Lamborghini number 78. At the moment, just a little bit off the pace, the WeatherTech Mercedes AMG all the way down in 11th, uh, 15th position in GT. I would say that car is out of position. And the Kenny Moss with Riley Porsches in the hands of Alec Udell and Kai Van Berlo struggling, as well as Winwood Racing and Russell Ward in the 57. That's a car that I would expect to see further up. And Trent Hinman, so three Porsches actually struggling, a little bit off the pace. Best Porsche is the PJ Hyatt and Seb Prio number 80 all racing car. And they are sitting in eighth in, among the GT cars or sixth in their own class. And that's your VP racing in session update for GTs. Here's the GTPs for you, nice and tight at the front. The whole field within one and a half seconds, call it that, 1.6 seconds. And two tenths of that is between first and second. Colin Brown 
the number 60 Acura ahead of the Konica Minolta Acura number 10 Philippe Albuquerque last in that car then it's BMW showing well here for Augustus Far Augusto Farfus in particular the 24 car in third ahead of people Durrani with the red and white fronted wheel and engineering Cadillac the number 31 car in four fifth Matt Campbell is the best of the Porsches that's the number seven car now that is still red but that's got the black pinstripes across the front and down the sides then Nick Yellowly for the first of BMWs the number 25 Renga van der Zander uh, just 0 0.009 of a second behind and then 0 0.009 of a second behind Renga is Nick Tandy for Porsche in the second of the 963s the number six car so as I say that's the whole of the GTP field so separated by just on a second just over a second and a half that's your VP racing in session update at IMSA Radio if you'd like to get in touch with us thank you to everybody around the world who is listening in hello to Tony Thompson uh, and to Tom Marshallek out in Ohio listening in hello Tom I presume you are about finished work now and heading home what time quarter to two here quarter to five for you is that green flag back out again so good work by our track services team thank you to all of the volunteer marshals here at Long Beach and indeed around the world this busy motorsport weekend as motorsport around the world starts to wake out up in Europe in particular after its winter slumbers Easter weekend last weekend in the UK things starting to kick in and similarly in Europe last weekend and this weekend so thank you to our volunteers giving us the most precious gift you can your time So all change with that red flag. Came at a pretty decent time with just on 47 minutes still to go for the pro cars. 15 minutes fewer than that for the GTDs, of course, because they've got that little 15-minute spell at the start of the session on their own. Now Tom Longfist behind the wheel of the number 60 Acura. Is behind the wheel of the WeatherTech Racing Mercedes, the number 79 car. Now, interestingly, no, I'll take that back. Sorry, confusing two EMGs. Who's behind the number 70 wheel now? The exception, McLaren. That's still Brendan Areeb. Corvette is Jordan Taylor still. I wonder if they're basically just doing the session one driver earlier today. Free practice two. Coming down to 45 minutes to go live and exclusively live with this bonus coverage on IMSA Radio. Hello everybody, it's John Hindhoff here. Lovely weather. Track temperature still spot on the ton, 100 degrees Fahrenheit, 38 Celsius, 
17 Celsius in the air is 63 Fahrenheit. Barely any wind to talk about. And a sticky 64% humidity, despite being right on the seafront here. Down to the end of Seaside Way, turning right. And then the long sweeping left-hander of turn 10 for the number 79 of Shukunon. Fifth of five GTD broadcasts onto the front straight for the white, red and blue WeatherTech number 79. Heading down towards turn one. Still to come today, live. We have vision as well as sound for you for our qualifying sessions. IMSA.tv, IMSAradio.com. And the world feed is on IMSAradio.com in vision. Just head to the menu at the top left and the drop down. The first thing you'll see there is live video. No blocks or breaks for qualifying. No subscriptions required here in the US or anywhere else. And that's the same for every one of our WeatherTech Sports Car Championship races this year. And by the way, the two Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America races as well this weekend. One tomorrow and one on Sunday. Same, same, same. No blocks, no breaks, no subscription. We'll have that for you in their entirety. been a pretty clean session hasn't it I've, I've probably cursed it saying that now just that uh, momentary loss of concentration there by Renga van der Zander went straight on at turn number nine the end of seaside where didn't quite make the left-hander check that the right-hander made the left-hander he'd been in real trouble and it seemed as though the engine wouldn't start and in the same area now We've got the number 31 Cadillac of Alexander Sims, who's just taken that car over halfway through this session. Now, he has found reverse, and that is electric reverse. That was not the V8 engine fired. So, he's got it out of there now, but can he get it into gear? It's stuttered into gear, and I hear a V8, and it pulls away. Well done, Alex. So was that the same issue with just braking problems? It's quite bumpy at the end of Seaside as you turn right. Yeah, it just wasn't stopping. That car wasn't stopping at all. It was, again, that lot up just on the transition. There's a bump there, exactly as we saw from Rengar von der Sims there just dialing himself in. Very distinct light, distinctive light signature on the front of all the Cadillacs, which again, talk about the BMW looking like a BMW earlier on with the BMW kidney grill, the enlarged nostrils. You can absolutely see from that light signature that looks so much like the new Escalade and some of the V series. 
saloons as well. Absolutely as it's meant to be in GTB. Your problem this time at that turn nine for Alex comes through the final corner, which is bogged down a little bit, maybe got a little bit of wheel spin. Coming out of the final hairpin at turn 11, might have cost him a tenth or two. Renga van der Zander has improved after bringing out the red flag. Oh, slippery surf, we've got some debris or some fluid down at turn nine, the red, white, red and yellow striped flag. Not an into the pits immediately for the 0-1 of Renga van der Zander. 1-12, his best. And does not improve this time around, of course, he went in the pits. That yellow and red flag Something on the track that shouldn't be there. Generally, we see it for some kind of fluid, but it could be some debris. Pit stop practice, live pit stop practice for the 93. As it for 01 behind the 93 is the NSX. Red NSX, I should say, we have two NSXs here. Created in the green and white number 66. And the 93, Mario Farnbacher out of that car, Ashton Harrison getting in. Meantime, the Chip Ganassi mechanics were looking at the front left of Renga van der Zander's Cadillac, maybe. Oh, I know what he was doing. He was looking down through the gap in the front wing, the front fender, uh, to see if the flat spot had a tyre. Now, a moment or two ago, close, very close call indeed. Down at turn eight, from Pine back on to Seaside, between the 31 of Alexander Sims, going down the inside of Brendan Areeb, and Brendan, very heads-up driving here, could easily have closed the door, but just opened his hands a little bit. In fact, had to turn left right at the apex to give Alex the run. Alex, all four Michelin tyres over the kerb, so he must have been a gnat's whisker away from the inside wall. Come on, fellas. It's only free practice too. Marshallak back home from work, he tells me, and he's mowing the lawn at the moment with his earplugs in, listening to us. Get some nice stripes on the lawn there, Tom. Thanks for joining us. Very good. He'll be nearly finished now. 37 minutes to go. And once again, cars with pit exit track violations and 
94, 97 and 8, all attracting the attention of race control. Chandler Hull for Turner Motorsport in the 97. 24 is the BMW of Augusto Farfus. What did I say the one? 80. And that's PJ Hyatt and AO Racing. Can't can't really hide when you've got a bright green car that looks like a T-Rex. You're not going to be able to say, that wasn't us, that was somebody else. You've got us mistaken in front of the car. Not happening. That's Rexy, by the way, we're talking about. Seven cars in the pits. Therefore, 21 cars on track at the moment. Klaus Backler on the streets of Long Beach for the first time experienced Porsche driver he's in the number nine plaid Porsche for Faf Motorsports but he's never done a full season here in IMSA competition all of his previous runs until the last round at Sebring were at Daytona so everything is new to Klaus for the rest of the season We are 20 minutes away from waving off everyone bar the broadcast. That's where the GTD pros and the GTP cars will have the track to themselves. So what's that going to give us? 12 cars out on track. Check that 13. In 5, John. In 4. Turn six, one or two of the GTPs having a real problem on turning there. Alexander Sims having turned the car in, had to then counter steer, a bit of opposite lock, Davavopo from Alex Sims. Beard and bearded and respectable Brit. turn five which I'm sure shouldn't be there uh, it's too low that's going to get affected by the arrow from these cars seen this happen before at racetracks where the cars arrow wash uh, can actually flick a drone upside down And that is quite dangerous. We might have a red flag here. And we've got safety workers there at the moment. That is very dangerous. And I think we're going to have to have a red flag if that drone doesn't disappear. Now, it has cleared off from the, for a moment. But our AMR safety crew were right on the ball there. as were our camera operators, by the way. Keith Alexandra and uh, Alessandro, and it's Roger Barsili as well, who's uh, with him in the truck. And thank you to our colleagues at IMS uh, as well, IMS Broadcasting, sharing their toys this weekend. 
with NASCAR Productions for our IMSA coverage. And of course, the team back up in Charlotte doing their usual excellent job. By the way, if you're here in the US, we've been talking about what you can see uh, tomorrow in terms of the race. You will be able to see the two Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America races, whether you're here in the US or further afield. If you are outside of the US, the international TV feed is flagged to flag on Saturday early evening Pacific time. Here in the States, of course, it's our colleagues from NBC who will take you through. Check local schedules for details, I think is the correct thing to say at this point. Well, I think we've averted what could have been something very nasty indeed down there at Turn 5. And we've steered under green flag. Keep an eye out for that errant drone. Top three are in the pit lane. Sebastian Bordet has just taken the 0-1 Cadillac out for, I think, the first time in this session. Uh, this the scene last year of one of the most bizarre incidents you've ever seen. The only non-finish of the year for the FAF Motorsport car was ca caused by a wheel nut, a centre lock wheel nut from the Corvette pinging over the top of the car from behind and going into the air outlet from the radiator on the top of the, the hood, on the top of the bonnet, and, and actually piercing the radiator. That car couldn't continue. One of the more bizarre things I've ever seen. Saw a driver with a faulty hood bonnet that had come up, drive a third of the lap of the Nordschleife to get it back to the pit, sitting as low down as he could in the car, looking underneath, got all the way to the pit lane, and then drove it straight into the end of the pit lane. And I don't mean into the pit lane, I mean into the barrier at the end of the pit lane that separates the pit lane from the end of the track. Literally, it, done, it must have been a third of a lap, quarter or a third of a lap round the Nordschleife. Now, a lot of that is the straight down the Dottinger I know, but even so, he's done such a good job. And then, literally, within sight of his pit, got the last pit run and just clanged into the end of the pit lane barrier. Not sure that's any more bizarre than that wheel lug nut. Actually going through the, uh, the back of the radiator on the right Porsche, excuse me, on the FAF. And now just six cars in the pit lane. Seeing any big improvements except for Nick Yellerly, and it's now BMW's third and fourth in GTP. 111.603 for Nick Yellerly in the 25. Philippe Eng has jumped into the 24 car. He's just gone out. 
Three cars in the 111s now. The two Acuras and one of the BMWs. So the top three separated by only six tenths of a second. Nine minutes still to go. Thank you for all the kind messages of support on at IMSA Radio. Nice to have your company. Busy weekend for us here at RSL. IMSA Radio on the go. Uh, we'll have NLS 3 from the Nürburgring. The Nürburgring Langstrecker Series. That starts at 10.15 uh, UK in the morning in sound and vision. Four-hour race. Straight after that, we've got qualifying from Portimao for round two of the 2023 FIA World Endurance Championship. And then we'll head into the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship race here at Long Beach, 100 minutes. Mission at Countdown to Green, of course, before that. And we've got the first of two races this weekend from Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. One on Saturday and one later on Sunday. And also on Sunday, of course, the six hours of Portimao. Is that enough for you? I ask myself. I'm pretty much not. In fact, I'm sure none of that overlaps. So settle in, get your favourite snacks in and your favourite beverages, adult or otherwise and whether you're here at Long Beach or elsewhere, tuned in it's an endurance weekend that is packed full of endurance just after 2 o'clock, good afternoon beautiful weather track temperature has eased up to 42 Celsius that's 108 Fahrenheit, still 63 in the air is around about 17 Celsius. So that sun beating down for the last hour or so has kicked up the track temperature by six Celsius or eight Fahrenheit. Or four Celsius rather, or eight Fahrenheit, near enough. Paul Mahon says, uh, I'm sitting on my deck just down the road from Roman De Angelis' hometown at Bell River, Ontario. 84 Fahrenheit, 28C. Envious, very envious, Paul. At IMSA Radio, let me know where you're listening in. Thanks for joining us. As I said, a lot of racing to go this afternoon, but don't forget, if you miss any of it, that's why we have an archive. IMSAradio.com and RadioLamont.com. Everything will be there for you. All the links to the videos as well. Another pit exit violation. This time for the Liquid Molly Turner Motorsport BMW, Pat Gallagher in that car. Oh, there's a touch coming out of the final corner as into the pits comes Alan Metney. Now, who was right behind him? I think. And 
wasn't the 93 car. I think it was the Macintosh 97 BMW. Yes, it was. Chandler Hull behind the wheel of that car. Just a cheeky little nibble on the back end of Alan Metney as he turned right to drop into the pits. Zero one Cadillac offered the runoff again. That is Sebastian Bourdais this time. And once again, this is turn six. Now I hear a V8 running. Now I wonder if he's going to stop the engine and take it back on the electric power. No? He's got the engine running. Waiting for the flick turn. Oh, he bottled out of it. <laughs> he's gone three quarters of the way around. And now he's sideways across the runoff. Race control watching this. Still green at the moment with 24 minutes to go. There's reverse. Oh, I think he stalled it. He has stalled it. This is what the electric power is good for them. And meantime, down at turn nine. Russell Ward's gone straight on and he's trying to do the three-point turn. This is all looking a bit Austin Powers in two different parts of the circuit at the moment. Nice job, Russell. Waits for a gap in the traffic and pulls back out. Now, did he jump or was he pushed? Russell Ward into the braking zone, just off the end. The change in tarmac. Oh, thought about trying to make it and again, discretion being the better part of Valor there. And down at turn one, I'm pretty certain that Bordier's got going again as well. Yes, he has. So quite a few drivers. All three of the classes. Exploring the outer reaches of the runoff. Chandler Hull into the pits in the number 97 Turner Motorsport car as Kai van Berlo takes out the car that he bumped into. A lap or so ago, number 91 Kelly Mossum with Riley Porsche. Jaron Blakemolen is in the 92, that's the second of the Kelly Moss with Riley cars. Three GTDs at the top, one GTD Pro, then three GTDs, two GTD Pros, three GTDs, a GTD Pro, three GTDs, a GTD Pro, and three GTDs. So there's some kind of uh, synergy there, or symmetry, should I say, there. Wow, how close was the 66 of Sheena Monk to the inside wall at turn 15 there. The photographers could about lent out and done a brass rubbing of the car they went through. Sheena gaining in confidence in this JG Wentworth Accurate NSX, gradient racing. Andres Levens and the team, full season for them this year. Having effectively done a full season in two seasons. 
in the last two years. They did all of the short races and all the long races in the last two seasons. Now they put them all together and doing it as a full campaign with Catherine and Sheena. Let's have a look at what Nick Tandy can do with this Porsche. Still sitting in eighth and seventh, these two cars. 1.4 seconds away from the best time, which is an accurate time at the moment. 60 from 10, the two accurates at the top of the field. Nick down to the hairpin. Does he stay out? Yes, he does. Goes around the outside of the liquid molly. BMW as he crosses the start line. Long curving front straight-ish on shoreline drive. Down through the gearbox. These new GTPs take a little more stopping. They're a bit heavier. And we mentioned the complexity of the braking system. And they're not quite as nimble as the DPIs, which they're replaced. 110.3. The best mark from last year from the DPIs and the best here in 11 flat. I, I'm actually quite impressed by that to be within a second in what is the only the second session of running here, qualifying to come and then the race. Track conditions should be even better in the race, should be a little bit cooler. Track is just starting to drop, track temperature just starting to drop a little bit and just to underline that, Philippe Albuquerque has just gone quickest at 111.011. It's the two accurate trading places again. So now Conington Minolta from the 60 accurate by 0 0.025 of a second, a quarter of a tenth of a second. Philippe Albuquerque right out to the wall at the exit of turn five, heads into turn six. Does he get the braking right here? Yes, he does. On the throttle, super early, over the top of the brown out, down to turn eight. Yep, puts the red and white kerbs right down the middle of the car. And again, almost kissing the wall on the exit, over the bumps to turn nine. But that car looks way, way better than anything else we've seen over the bumps. A little bit of understeer through the final corner, but you'd expect that it's slow. And these cars don't have a lot of mechanical grip. It's all aero. And that's another quickest time. And it's the first 72nd lap. 1 minute 10.8. Now you're talking. So half a second away from the lap record set last year in DPI by Sebastian Bourdais in the Cadillac. Cadillac have not been beaten here in the DPI era. Going back to DPI and uh, GTP. So let's see what the, he can get down to. He's going for another one. Had a very good first sector. Quite so good on the second sector. Maybe a tenth or so down. Comes to the line now. Philippe Albuquerque 
already with the fastest lap. 110.80 has, 110.997. Wow. And this time he will not get another quick lap as he's caught one of the BMW GTD cars. Let's pick up Sheena Monk on the seaside weird straight. Once the left Michelin is close to the wall as she can before turning in right-handed at the end of Seaside. Coming to the end of the lap. Just hear the front tyres complaining a little bit. Across the line, 16 minutes to go. Last lap there. 120.3 against the best of a 19-1. A little bit of a slide through turn five, but caught it well. You can really see the confidence growing in Sheena Monk. Come up through the IMSA categories, single manufacturers, and then into the the pilot challenge. And in the big show, 12th in class at the moment. But with Kai van Berlo, Trent Hinman and Jerome Blake all in behind her. All in Porsches, by the way. So we've got the PJ Hyatt and Seb Prio car up in second in GTD and second overall in GT. And then the rest of the Porsches are way off it. I mean, in terms of their positions, bottom three positions are all Porsches. Time-wise, see, time-wise, it's only seven, eight tenths of a second, so it's not a million miles, is it? Oh, big slide from Tom Blomqvist coming out of the fountain. Now through turn five in the number 60 Acura Type S, ARX 6 Now, it's just one of those laps that's going to surprise me, but he doesn't seem to be on it at the moment. Can't say that about Alexander Sims. Coming down to turn six now. Briggs turns in. This time does get the car to rotate. We've seen a few people have to bail out with that. Now down to turn eight. Straddle the red and white curbs, which he does perfectly, out of the wall. Back on the throttle, changing up through the paddle shift. GTD cars now have the virtual checkered flag, so it's, we're inside the last 15 minutes, so it will just be the pro categories, GTD Pro and GTP. I think Alex just lifted off 
in the last sector there. Yeah, he did, 13-4. Now as he goes past the Corvette down towards Turn 1, he's got a decent bit of real estate ahead of him. Patrick Pelier is the next car he'll come across in the Faf Motorsport Porsche, but that's a ways up the road. Patrick's already through Turn 5. Alex just coming to that now. Just catch him on seaside between eight and nine. That would be a result. Maybe you get a little bit of a draft before he goes through. Yep, it's going to be about perfect here. Pele turns into eight. Here comes Sims. Headlights ablaze on the wheel of Cadillac. I think that's worked out rather nicely for Alexander Sims. Down into turn nine. Again, that car turning in nicely. That's looking much better than it was earlier. Maybe the track just rubbering up. Track temperatures dropped a couple of degrees Fahrenheit. Still a pleasant 63 Fahrenheit or 17 Celsius in the air. 112.6 last time around. That's half a second away from the car's best. Ross Gunn's just done the heart of racing. Aston, number 23 car's best lap second in GTD Pro, but that is only seventh in GTD. We've now got four GTD Am or Pro-Am cars ahead of the first of the Pro cars. Ah, and as, see Jack Hawksworth must have been tuned in. We've now, for the first time in this session, got a GTD Pro car at the top of GT. That's Jack Hawksworth in the number 14, a 118-341. Ahead of the number 93, Racers Edge Acura, that's one of the GTD cars. Then another Pro car for Ross Gunn with that 118-521. He's jumped up now. Timing screen just a little bit slow to update there. Then it's EO Racing, number 80, Porsche. Then it's Heart of Racing, 27, Marcus Sorensen. Another Aston. Then it's Frankie Monte Calvo, long-time leader in GTD. Oh, right to the wall for the 14 of Jack Hawksworth and the Lexus. He might even have a little bit of white wall paint on the left rear Michelin sidewall there. As he came out of eight, now through nine, into 10 already. Hugs the inside kerb to open up the final corner at turn number 11. That's pretty tidy. Ten minutes to go. And goes quicker. That looked like a good lap. It was a good lap. Opens up six and a half tenths now. 117, 876. That's the first 117 in this session. Now, what I hear you ask of the two GTP Porsches, Philippe Nazar and Mathieu Jaminet, seventh and eighth in the seven and six, respectively. Of course, we do not know what their programme is right now. Tom Blomqvist just ahead of the 
Jamanir car as they come out of turn five and head to turn six. Um, play nicely, gentlemen, please. This is a practice session. On to Pine. Over the top of the brow. Dropping down now to the right-hander back on the seaside. Wow. That Acura punches out of those corners so well. Sims, by the way, improved to a 111.8 last time around in that 31 wheel and Cadillac. This could well be a little bit of a simulation for qualifying later on for the P cars. In fact, and for the GTD pros as well. In the top three now have all just put their best times in, all pro cars. The Vassar Sullivan, Jack Hawks with 14 now pitted. Pele for Faf in the number nine car with a 1883, way quicker than that car's gun at any stage before. And Ross good for Hart Racing now in third. And the top three in GT are GTD pros. It's still Racer's Edge, of course, leading for GTD. Those cars called to the pits about seven and a half minutes ago. And a, well, a run on at turn one. Uh, it is the number 21 car. 21, isn't it 21? John, it's the 24 of Philippe Eng. BMW in fifth place in GTP. He'd be annoyed with himself there. Just started another lap. And he's... Norse that one up a little bit right on the line for the pit exit but I think he was okay for that the car just looked unsettled as he started to brake just a little bit of a wobble started to turn in and he thought nah, you know what I'm not making that fortunately there's plenty of tyre tracks there from him and his teammate from earlier on or from the 24 and 25 car I don't think it was Philippe that was in the car at that stage was it it was Gustafarfus certainly one of the BMW drivers Pele into the pits after his qualifying run simulation, oh huge slide for Philippe Albuquerque, he's on one in the blue and black Acura down and turn number six turns left handed goes over the top of the brow he'll turn right on the seaside from Pine here he's got a nice gap to the next car ahead which is Alex Sims actually gets the tricky braking area at the end of Seaside right and now through into the Serpentine four last four quarters 9, 10 and 11 another car's gone straight on this time it is at that tricky braking area as I described at turn 9 and I think it's the 25 it was so that was uh, Conor de Filippi third position for BMW Acura Acura BMW Cadillac BMW Porsche Cadillac Porsche at the top end of the field 
in GTD Pro, Lexus, Porsche and Chevy Corvette as Alex Garcia pops in in front of the Aston Martin in GTD Pro. And yet another run on, this time for the 31. That's turn one. We've seen plenty of mistakes at turn one, at turn six, and at turn nine. Checkered flag is out. I don't think we're going to see... Philippe Albuquerque improved right at the end there, as did Tom Blomqvist, a 1.10.3. 1.10.3 and 1.10.7 by the two Acuras right at the end there. There might be one more lap in it here for Blomqvist. He's coming round to turn 16 now. Turn 16, making numbers up here. Turn number 11 here. And comes to the line, 1.10.3. No, that was a 12. Where's Albuquerque? Has he finished his lap? I think he has. Oh no, he's just coming through behind him actually. 1.10.7 from Albuquerque. So he improves, but there's still three tenths between the top two. So let's uh, give you the rundown at the end of this second free practice session. The GTDs were pulled off the track 15 minutes ago and it was Racers Edge Motorsport with their Acura number 93 who topped the times from Eel Racing and Porsche, the number 80 in second, and Mark Sorensen's Hartner Racing, Aston Martin was in third. The top six made up by Vassar Sullivan's number 12, Lexus, Inception Racing's McLaren and Patrick Gallagher's Turner Motorsport BMW number 96. In GTD Pro, a rash of good times in the last 15 minutes when the pro cars were on their own. Qualifying Sims, I would warrant. And Jack Hawksworth had the best time. With a 117.876. For Lexus, number 14. Corvette. Sitting just behind Faf. So Faf in second for Patrick Peelet. Half a second, the gap between the Lexus and the Porsche. Then a tenth of a second to the number three, Corvette. And Harter Racing, Aston Martin Vantage. 0.082 of a second behind for the top four. And with the checker having been out for a while now, I'm just trying to work out whilst why we're still seeing Tom Blancbiss circulating. I hope he's only seen the checkered flag once. But it is the number 60 Acura with a 110.3 with a three tenths of a second gap back to the other Acura, the Conningham and Alton number 10 car, Philippe Albuquerque putting the time in, a 110.7. Those are the only two cars, those two Acuras, the only two cars in the one minute 10 bracket. 
111.6 for the best of the BMWs in third, the 25, Conor DeFilippi. Alexander Sims for Wheel and Engineering with a 111.8. That's the number 31 Cadillac. Then Philip Eng for the second of the BMWs, the number 24, 112.0. 112.1 for the best of the Penske's. The Porsche Penske Motorsport 963. Number six ahead of the number seven in sixth and seventh. The top eight, in fact, the whole class then in GTP. Separated by about 1.7 seconds. Now, I apologise because I have got a note here that the chequered flag is out. Uh, but in fact, we've got 20 seconds to go here. So, my apologies. So, we might yet get a an improvement. Conor de Felipe is going quick. Philippe Albuquerque's going quicker in the middle. Tom Blomqvist has pitted in the fastest car at the moment. And it looks to me as though Philippe Albuquerque has backed out of it at the end of the lap. Yes, he has. And Tony now has got the chequered flag in her hands. Now, what happened with the number 79 car? Was there a little mistake? Oh, there was a big wobble for Philippe Albuquerque. Went up the inside of the WeatherTech AMG through turn number nine and brushed the wall, I think, on exit. If they're... Oh, could not have been any closer. Wow. Need to look at the left rear Michelin to see if they've got a white wall on that. As you were then, 60 Acura from 10 Acura from 25 BMW, from 31 Cadillac, from 24 BMW, from 6 and 7 Porsche Penske Motorsports. 1.794 across the field of the GTPs. Make that 1.8 because the 0-1 Cadillac was in eighth position, my apologies, with Seb Bourdais at the end. So the field separated by 1.8 seconds. GT Pro quickest, fastest Sullivan and Jack Hawksworth uh, was the Racers Edge Acura, the best of the GTDs. That's it for this session. We'll be back in sound and vision for qualifying, whether you're here in the States or further afield. Thank you to my colleagues at the track uh, and in the truck, as well as those looking after us a little further afield up in Charlotte at NASCAR Productions. I'm John Hindoff. That was free practice too for IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship from the streets of Long Beach. Bye for now. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.